I know this sounds really crazy, but what I'm trying to do with the Reciprocity Project, a big sort of underlying mission with what I'm trying to do is um, to make higher education and university kind of cool again um, in the sense that, you know, there is this underlying trend that's going on right now where, um, and it's been going on for a long time, where the only thing that matters is practical experience. Um, and there is this like really weird disconnect in the academic world that is like only focuses on, you know, the abstract, the theoretical, all that kind of stuff, which is been going on for a long time. It's not nothing really new, but however, there is a, a lot of a bigger, there's a bigger trend at this moment. And so a lot of younger folks are actually getting persuaded against, um, you know, the benefit of, of doing things like research, doing things like, um, you know, getting a higher education, all of those kind of things. And I think a huge part of that is because technology has democratized things a lot, and um, and 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 that is good that that is occurring. But academia blows. Um, a lot of academics just truly blow. <laughs> anyway, I know it's like a bad term, right? But they think they're really bad with sort of jumping on technology and embracing, you know, information technology specifically, what, what I'm talking about. And so there's no voices. There's nobody that's saying, hey, you know what, this is okay to go in this direction. It's actually pretty, um, hey, it could be pretty lucrative if you sort of set up, you know, your career and everything correctly. But also it's, it's exciting. It's interesting. Um, but I also want to be like, blatantly like in your face with this is the truth it blows you know academia does blow in a lot of different ways <laughs> or it's it's not great um in a lot of different ways like um you know the income when you're earlier when you're you know when you're a phd student and stuff like that it is terrible um however you know later on much much later on there are benefits um you know, do you recoup those benefits over the long run? You know, in my personal experience, and did my own net present value calculation. Anybody that's in finance knows where that is. And my break-even point is like when I'm 55 years old. So economically or financially, um, you know, financially, it's not great. However, um, does that not mean that there is some really interesting problems that I get to work on? Um, that I get to do cool things. Yeah, I mean, I could do those things. And, you know, telling people these struggles, I think, is is important. I think the fundamental flaw with, with academia, you know, there's two fundamental flaws, is that we are, you know, we really, there's, there's a lot of sort of stuck uppityness, which... Um, you know, prevents people from just having regular conversations with regular people, you know, just like, hey, this is you and me, and we're just kind of hanging out. Um, that happens a lot. Um, and I think that's sort of baked into it. Um, I'd love to change that, but that's not going to change anytime soon. And, you know, the, the other thing is that, um, you know, that 
the the economics or there has been a underlying norm that you have to take a vow of poverty um, in academia. And, and I would like to change that too. I don't think that that is also right. I think that there is a component of, um, you know, it's kind of like the highbrow sort of route, right? Where you pursue something because it is ethically and morally right and all those kind of things. And I mean, there is some degree that there is some value to that, um, that, that people pursue those particular, you know, you go in that direction. But at the same time, you know, we really need to start questioning that because there are far better lucrative careers, right? That are, are doing essentially similar things, but um, we're not sort of leveraging those. So I'm a huge proponent of people moving in and out of, of industry and having a real blend uh, between academia and industry. I think that that is a, an amazing model. However, in particularly within business schools, there's been sort of a railing back in terms of that model um, because of, you know, that we've tried to create our own identity. Initially, it was in business schools really focused on, um, you know, more practical and stuff like that. But then there was sort of an inrush of sociologists and psychologists and, um, you know, the economists, they all come in and, and they sort of have their, this is the way that we view the world sort of thing. Um, back in the, the 60s and 70s. And now we've really sort of transitioned towards balking at anybody that does sort of anything that's, you know, practical or blurring going back and forth between industry. And I don't think that that is a correct model either, because there is a tremendous amount of opportunities that people can learn and bleed back into academia. Um, you know, I am more of a proponent and, and I've always thought that this is an amazing model is the, um, you know, more of the engineering type model uh, where there is a blend between, yes, it's academic-y and it's hard and all that kind of stuff. But also at the same time, um, there is a lot of sort of practical components to it. Um, and, and I went to a school, my undergrad was that um, they had like what was called co-op um, programs and basically you, you work for um, you know four months or you do school for four months you work for four months and you do that repeatedly and you end up by the time you're done you kind of have a real sense of you know um, of the world uh, in what are sort of practical problems to work on and, and those kind of things but also you kind of get a sense of, of theory um, a little bit I think that there's probably still some work to be made there but you know this model uh, so the advantage of that model is that you're super highly attractive um, to both sides, right? So, so this is the thing you have to be um, to have value in in this marketplace, in in the academic marketplace. You need to people need to think from the practitioner side. They need to think, oh, you're you're some sort of guru or whatever, right? So, like everyday people need to think that you're a guru. Lay people need to think that you're a guru. Um, but then also on the other side, on the academic side, people need to think that you're somehow theoretical and you know things and, and all that kind of stuff. So you need to really, to have that 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 value um, that is hard to capture, um, you really need to sort of straddle those two. And the more that we can create a environment where that's okay, where we can um, leverage 
both sort of practical sides. I think that there are some really interesting problems in industry, really stinking interesting problems in industry that we can leverage. You know, the problem, so this is the fundamental tension that you end up getting. Industry always wants results a lot quicker. I mean, academia doesn't. And, and, and so that's where there's this railing back because academia is really about like really testing rigorous stuff, right? However, I do think that there are industries that are changing this and um, they are a role model to pursue. You know, Genentech, for example, and the biotechs, um, the biotech industry really should be role models because there actually are some really damn smart um, academic people that are working in those fields too, publishing, doing, you know, long-term research. And I think we really need to do that. And that's part of my vision with the reciprocity project is yes, I want to sort of blur those things, but also, you know, can we create an organization that um, will eventually, you know, allow long-term research that goes on in there, um, but also have sort of real practical um, missions and, and sort of practical, let's help people actually do work better. Um, and let's try to provide the resources so you can get feedback and, you know, learn from what you're doing. Um, I think is a great model, uh, you know, of emphasizing the sort of duality of industry and, um, and, and research, but also have a sort of real strong research component in the background where decisions are driven by research and driven by, you know, evidence and fact. I think in the long run, so culturally, I think this is where culture, you know, coming back to that discussion that I was talking about, that culture is actually going to be wrong um, in the long run, where, um, you know, practical stuff really culturally is culturally relevant right now, and you could do okay. But the long run effort of building knowledge, of having that strong component, that research and um, development component, that um, you know, education component that's built into into it is generally the engine of innovation, the the the, the, um, the driver of performance. And if you look at most large major um, uh, um, corporations, they and that have lasted a long time. That is fu- that is fundamental to how long they've lasted. Is that engine of um, research and development of stressing, you know, fact over fiction, you know, those particular components are super important other than in consumer goods. Um, But even in consumer goods, the companies that always historically do well um, are the ones that sort of come up with new synthetic materials and things like that that are really driving the research and development um, you know, seeing like McDonald's, for example, does have, has a tremendous, tremendously strong scientific effort behind it um, and trying to find the best possible way to make a burger, for example. Like that is, that's fundamental to their mission. And we need to have more tools that are doing that. We need to have more organizations that are doing this. And I think the Reciprocity Project is going to be a role model um, in 10 years, you know, it's going to take a long time where, you know, hopefully with you and other people backing it, um, you know, being part of it, you can sort of see this mission 
have this real strong um, you know, research component to it, but also solving problems that we have at this moment um, that are that are practical. I think, you know, having that having that sort of dual, um, you know, emphasis, I think, is super important. So, you know, for example, um, you can you can definitely balance this by having components. That's why I want to have a component of any profits that come from this, you know, to, to go back into, um, you know, behavioral research where I can give back and we can do some really cool things by, by doing that, having a portion of the profits that, um, you know, substitute PhD research and things like that, where we can focus on growing it. Um, but also, you know, having that strong emphasis on research and development, I think is super important. And so you just have to create structures. And I think that's where, you know, being, being somebody that's in a business school and studies, you know, organizational design and organizational theory, like that's where the advantage is, is that I kind of know that you can create structures that allow that to happen. It's hard, but you can allow it to happen. Um, and, and I'm willing to explore and, um, you know, try different, different ideas willing to invest my own time and money and effort um, into these things so we can have something like this. Now, um, you know, it's got to start small. It's got to start someplace. But that's that's all of this stuff always starts like that. And I could see a real, a real shift, right? And this will be a beacon. The Reciprocity Project is going to be a beacon for the rest of um, academia in terms of how to balance this and show people that we can do these wonderful projects and and really have an impact on this world but also emphasize research and development strong research and development um, and good research um, so we are not focused on short-term metrics uh, and all those kind of things we're focused on sort of long-term projects that that matter in this world so i think it's going to happen um i know it's going to happen and it's just going to take a matter of time and effort and uh, we'll get there. So thanks so much for listening. Appreciate everything that you do. Take care and have a wonderful day.